still trying to figure out the trailer situation as you can see if i'm being honest the second one annoys me the third one is probably my favorite but i would like your help please let me know which one might be hitting the possibilities of an intro um if none of them that's okay too but i did this via tiktok so i would probably need somebody else to re-record it and change up the beat a little bit so if you can do that as well, hey, I'm Kita. Welcome back to another episode of WTFMI Doing, the podcast made because we're all trying to figure this sh out together, okay? It is a remembrance that we don't have to have everything figured out. Being present, saying yes to what feels aligned for you is some of the best living we can do. So welcome back and thank you for joining I just got off the phone with my mom and I felt called to ask her if there was anything that she wished she knew in her 30s that she knows now. And she said she wished that she knew to trust her intuition, like not trust her heart, but trust her intuition, trust all of her, trust that gut feeling that she gets and really just believe in what she intuitively knows is true for her instead of trying to lean into hope of you know wishes being fulfilled so the first thing that comes to mind of course is relationships and places because a lot of the times we'll get we'll get an inkling of whether something feels align for us versus when they don't and so we have to learn to grow that muscle because i i don't remember ever being really you know taught that it's important to lean into what i intuitively feel aligned with you know we we grew up in a system that wanted us to to create based upon their structure and so I was thinking, I was just like, if we rely on our intuition to keep us safe and to get us out of certain situations, people, places, and things, why is it challenging to do that with ourselves? Because if we're intuitively feeling like someone is about to cause us harm or something isn't well, why do we allow ourselves to experience and continuously experience not allowing ourselves to trust our intuition when it comes to us and so what's an example I can give you uh, being in a relationship with people who continuously disrespect boundaries or cause harm to us it's a direct reflection of the ways that we are not holding our boundaries within self. And I mean, I'm thinking about all the times I went out, went out to parties and clubs and did not want to go. 
I think about going to drink just to try to have my have a good time and to and to feel a sense of normalcy in those environments even though I intuitively knew that it did not feel well for me to be in those spaces and so I'm like why what had to shift for me or for us to move out of no longer honoring what we intuitively know is and isn't for us. And then that led me into just research about our nervous system and, you know, our parasympathetic nervous system and our sympathetic nervous system and our relationship to flight, fright, freeze mode, and how you really have to learn to regulate yourself if you want to stop repeating, you know, the same patterns and habits. It can be really, really challenging to shift out of the narratives that we've created for ourselves. And just in case you don't know, the parasympathetic nervous system is the part of us that controls us getting back to homeostasis, getting us back to like that neutral, like think of what's the heart monitor, how it goes up and down, up and down when your heart is palpitating. Think about when you flatline. That's, this is not a good, <laughs> this is not a good analogy. We don't want you out here dying, but. You know, that sense of like peace that can come with transitioning. Wow. I don't know. I don't know if this is a good comparison, but it's the first one that came to mind. But like that, what does it mean to be at base level? What does it mean to be at peace? What does it mean to be at just a space where you are fully in the present and nothing is shaking you no matter what the circumstances are? What is it like to be at homeostasis? for you and the i said i just said the parasympathetic yes and so the sympathetic nervous system is the nervous system that controls a fight a fright or freeze mode okay and that right there it's a game it's a game what version are you gonna play in when you experience things that trigger you <laughs> People, places, or things that work your nerves or situations that make you continue to believe that just because the situation is, is similar is the same. And so therefore you have to react the same way. It doesn't create room for you to, to thrive if you are constantly in that loop that you can't move through. And so it just made me think about all the tools that I've been able to use to calm myself but first you gotta be aware healthline.com says listen to your mind and body a key step in learning to recognize your triggers involves paying attention when situations generate a strong emotional response beyond surging emotions you might also experience some physical symptoms of anxiety like pounding heart upset stomach shakiness or dizziness or sweaty palms some common situations that trigger intense emotions include rejection betrayal unjust treatment challenged beliefs helplessness 
or loss of control. Being excluded or who? Excluded. Being excluded. <laughs> Being excluded or ignored. Disapproval or criticism. Feeling unwanted or unneeded. Feeling smothered or too needed. Insecurity, loss of independence. And I think recognizing when your body starts to have this hyper sense of awareness can help you start to figure out what is causing you to go into these states. And so just first start by acknowledging that and don't run from what you're actually feeling and experiencing. Like we are taught to kind of shy away from what our emotions actually are. Don't run from that. Sit with it if you need to, to maybe trace it back, to first acknowledge it and to trace it back to, you know, where that sense of rejection may come from. Is it a fear? Did y'all hear that? Let me see. Let me, let me check in, check in real quick. You can hear it, but it's fine. We're giving the raw and the real over here, okay? But does your sense of rejection keep you from asking for what you need or keep you from applying for positions or jobs or, you know, things that can in actually inspire you, inspire the best parts of you? Does that fear of rejection kind of hinder you and keep you in a place that where you have a false sense of security, honestly. <laughs> we can put ourselves in situations to try to mitigate or try our best to eliminate situations that will have us feeling rejected or like we're not enough. But it's important for us to learn to navigate Life, because life be life and we could try to plan for any and everything. But if there's one thing that we know, life be life in. And so we owe it to ourselves to learn how to navigate and to know that we have the power of how we receive and handle different situations. And I'm not here to tell you that, you know, however you handle it is wrong, but it's, I think you owe it to yourself to handle things in ways that are going to be beneficial for your mental, emotional, physical well-being. And so that's why I think it's important for us to learn to navigate how to handle our nervous system, how to navigate our nervous system. And it's not always just... Uh, just energy healing work sometimes the anxiety and the and the depression that we feel is physical and so i just wanted to offer you know some tools that you can use to begin to move through life and move through those fight flight freeze responses that can happen very often if we don't even know how to create space for us to feel what we need to. And oh, this makes me remember. Uh, so I'm doing that 21 day Embody That Girl challenge. And if you got the workbook, there was a page dedicated to setting intentions for dealing with tough emotions. 
Um, if you haven't gotten the workbook, it's free. Just hit the link in my bio uh, on Instagram at Master Manifestor CO. And you'll see a link that says Embody That Girl. And I can send you over the workbook. But rumor has it that Beyonce gives herself 24 hours to feel what she needs to. That is the intention that she set so that she is allowing herself to feel the full range of emotions that she needs to, and then she's back to it. She's not sulking. She's not allowing it to stop her from the other intentions that she has set. And as a Scorpio rising baby, I know how to sulk and I know how to sit in something, okay? Also Capricorn, also Aquarius placements, okay? So once I allow myself to feel, because also it's giving, don't care about a lot, or I care about certain things, but I don't have the capacity to care about everything. Um, and I, I had to learn that about myself, especially when the pandemic hit. And I was like, oh, I'm not on the front lines. I'm not a fighter. Like, because I literally just do not have the capacity. I'm hypersensitive. And so I, I personally, it would not be well for me. I would not be helpful. I would not be functioning as my best if I were in those environments being exposed to war, basically. And so I had to explore the depths of me. And I, I, I'm going on a tangent right now, but it's fine. I am someone that likes to hold space for others. And so the people who are on the front line doing this hard work, I'm the person that they can come lay their head on. And that is my place. That is what I know how to hold space for. I can, I can be a reminder of making sure that you're still taking care of yourself. Um, thanks for listening to that tangent. But what intention can you set when it comes to exploring your emotions that will feel well for you? I'm not saying you got to be Beyonce because also I don't think that it's fair to you to try to rush through your process, to try to rush through what you're feeling. I remember I, I was it in Seattle? I went to a building and I think I read something that said that they were building, they put a building around a tree or they put a tree inside of a building and they had to make sure that there was a wind that was helping the tree build strong roots because if not, it's going to fall over. And I think about that because if we are not allowing ourselves to be in situations where we can test our roots and become deeper and stronger inside of who we are and what we stand for, our morals and values, then it's going to be easy for us to topple over in adversity. And you are stronger than you know. And I'm not saying that the wind has to be like tornado wind, but a breeze can still create, you know, some resistance if you don't allow it to just hit your skin and experience that with openness if you're trying to fight it it can make it a little more challenging sometimes so 
I think I got better with an, an analogy in that part, right? Was that a little bit better? Okay. <laughs> but when it comes to fight, flight, or freeze, just start to become aware of what triggers that and maybe trace it back to, you know, a place so that you can bless and release it and move through it and know that that past version of you doesn't have to be your now. We are attached to who we told ourselves that we are for so long. And I know that finding language for what we experience can be so freeing and so affirming. But what happens when that language that once resonated no longer resonates? And I say this because I remember when I was like 16, I was diagnosed with manic depression, which is also known as bipolar disorder, which is just an umbrella term for all the things. Um, and so for a while I was like, oh, I'm depressed. I'm just a sad boy, B-O-I. That's just me, da 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 And it really, for me, it stopped allowing me space to grow and evolve outside of that. It, it made me feel like I had to just be this one thing instead of being the multifaceted person that I am. And so I had to start changing the language. I am, I am historically, or I was, a person who experienced that. But really, what I think, what I know right now at this point in my life to be true is that I just, at the age of 16, did not know how to manage my emotions. I didn't know how to process them. I didn't know how to feel them. I didn't have a safe place to share them or to even feel like there was a chance for me to even address what was going on. So here I am being this hypersensitive person who is feeling everything but does not have language to express the depths of me. And this goes back to trusting our intuition. It is okay to want to pivot. It is okay to want to make different choices. It is okay to want to change your narrative for one that puts you in a place of power instead of weakness. I know that we are often diagnosed and sometimes whatever we're diagnosed with becomes becomes our personality, becomes who we're who we are. And sometimes it's important to look at the spiritual meaning behind these diseases and see how you can create the the parallel between that and the physical. Because I everything is connected whether we want to admit it or not and so be kind to yourself and acknowledge you know that it's a whole you mind body spirit it's a whole you that deserves to be loved up on and nourished in a way that helps you move out of survival and into thriving and one of the ways to do that is to simply breathe deep breathing baby get into it please 
whenever you feel yourself getting into this space of frustration, start to breathe deeper. And I know, like, you know, sometimes you might hear somebody, it might be irritating, but they're doing what they need to do to move the energy. And so you can just look up different breathing techniques, see what resonates for you. I love an alternate nostril breathing where you place your finger on one nostril and then you inhale and then you switch nostrils and you exhale. That's fun. Make sure you blow your nose first though because you don't want me making, you know, kitties flying out of the out of the nostrils, okay? Uh, I also love square breathing where you choose a number and you inhale and then you hold for that amount of number, that amount of numbers. Then you hold for the, <laughs> that amount of seconds and then you release for that amount of seconds then you hold and you just repeat that. And so I'll typically do four seconds. And so I'll inhale for four, hold for four, exhale for four, and then hold for four and repeat that as many times as I need to to just kind of calm myself down. I find that a lot of my anxiousness and anxiety actually circulates around my heart. And so I'll also do heart opening exercises. I'll hit my chest sometimes. Um, you can take your palms and place them together and then put your thumb in between your pecs and then hit it and tap it. I also sometimes will just use my flat palm, my right the right hand and my flat palm and just hit my chest. And to me that feels like it's dissipating just all of the energy that needs to be moved out. Since my hands are healing and I'm sure yours are too, uh, that is just a really good way of just physically feeling like you're removing the anxiousness outside of your body. So. You can choose to Google some more remedies, or you can choose to try some of the ones that I mentioned. All right, y'all. Let's let's take a moment for some gratitude. So, what are you grateful for this week? I'll listen. Thank you so much for sharing. I am forever and always grateful for support. I am grateful for being understood. I am grateful when people share. I am grateful when I am being heard by the heart. I am grateful when I am able to move through challenging perspectives and patterns and ways of being. I'm grateful as I continue to show up for myself in new and unique ways. I am grateful that I'm choosing to be happy. I'm grateful that I'm using to trust my inner guidance. I am grateful that I choose joy as much as possible and fun. I'm grateful for the sleep I'm going to get tonight, I'll tell you that, okay? Or right now. I'm grateful for the mobility of my body. And uh, water is always great, per usual. The drinking kind, the waiting kind, the swimming kind, 
all the kinds of water, okay? All right, thank you so much for listening. Okay, let's just name some of the ways that you can physically choose to manipulate your body so that you can call your power back to yourself when you're having anxiety or you're going into one of those modes that we discussed earlier. And some of the physical ways that you can do that is through yoga or qigong. You can also choose nature therapy, going to go get your feet planted firmly in the ground and go for walks in nature. You can also try daily massages to physically move the energy outside of your body when you're experiencing fight, flight, or freeze mode. I know that I like to go for long walks. It helps me clear my mind and get back into my body. And also seasonal foods, choosing to eat more intentionally. In this way, via Ayurveda practice, is giving us a chance to live more in tune with nature. And a website called lifespa.com says, new science has been discovered that microbes in soil change from one season to the next. These microbes are attracted to certain plants which grow in each of the seasons. Winter is when warmer, heavier, high protein and high fat foods are harvested. These heavier foods are naturally balancing and supportive for the nervous system. Eating seasonal foods is a very logical dietary strategy and understanding the value of seasonal foods motivates us to reconnect to nature, a fundamental component of Ayurveda. Warming high protein and high fat foods are the perfect antidote to the cold dryness and nervous system overstimulation that occur during winter. So even changing the foods that you eat can allow you to start to balance your nervous system. Feel free to let me know what you think about this episode. I know it's a little bit different, but uh, I just felt like it was important for us to acknowledge that we can we can choose to use certain tools to to move through this a wonderful experience called life. Uh, also, one of my personal favorites is laughter. It's giving goofy, it's giving silly. And one of my self-soothing techniques when I'm feeling like uh, anxiety or even rejection is to laugh or to make a song. So I met someone and I thought we were just like connecting and hanging out and, you know, trying to build friendship. And they expressed to me that their intention was to date. And I communicated to them that that was not where I was. I was just looking to build friendship. And they were like, well, I don't know if that is something that I have the capacity to do um, because I want to be intentional about what my needs are. And so I was like, dang. So when they told me that, I just immediately started singing in my head. 
They only want me for my pimp juice. Mm-hmm. You know, just anything to make the situation feel lighter than the overthinking version of me would love to do. My, the overthinking version of me would love to be like, oh my God, rejection. <gasps> and then pass it on the floor and then roll out of the door and then down the steps. It's not that deep. It's fine. And so just choosing ways that are actually going to be helpful for me to navigate through situations and choose to see them as lighter and not as like fucking exhausting that I used to make them feel. Like, bro, relax. It's really not that deep, bro. Observe it, but you don't have to embody it. Uh, I think that's gonna be where we end. Thank you so much for hanging out with me and listening to this version of the podcast. Uh, definitely hit me up on IG or TikTok. I think it's easier for me on IG. I'm still learning TikTok. But definitely hit me up if you want to learn to embody that girl so you can become the most authentic version of you. And uh, I do want to end with this song because this song has taken over my brain. If you want to see a fun TikTok of me um, using this song in a clip, then head on over to Mess Manifestor CEO. Okay, bye. Okay, bye.